Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 23rd of August as we tick down the days, continue to tick down the days to Flyers rookie camp, training camp, preseason, and the start of another NHL season. It's really not that far off at this point. We're down to the final week of the month of August. We're going to turn the calendar to September. Fall is approaching. Flyers' first preseason game will be in 33 days against the New Jersey Devils. That's on September 25th. And the Flyers will kick off their season coming up in 50 days. 50 days until the Flyers take on the Blue Jackets on October 12th in Columbus. Now, we've been going through a lot of the different question marks for the Flyers heading into this season. We've been doing those on Mondays with Bill. In this past Monday's episode, if you missed it, we were looking at some of the known commodities for the Flyers or things that you know with a relative high level of certainty. In this episode, and one of the things, one of the question marks I had coming into this season is about, you know, the new triumvirate, or I guess quadumvirate is the way you would term it, uh, with Dan Hilferty, now as the chairman of the Philadelphia Flyers, with Keith Jones as the president of hockey operations, Danny Briere as the general manager, and obviously the one guy that was here last year uh, that over those three is John Tortorella. In this episode, episode, I want to talk about John Tortorella because, you know, when Torts was hired, there were a couple of different factions in the fan base. There were a portion of the fans that were like, eh, he's a guy that players hate playing for he's not gonna last long he's not the right coach for this team right now because they're gonna win games that they shouldn't win because he's very demanding there was another subset of fans that believed said okay they do need to pardon the pun but reset a standard of accountability of style of play and re-identify with you know the dna redefine the DNA of the franchise, and Torts can help do that, and we'll give him a shot. And then there was other people like me who were all on board with Torts. Now, I wasn't all on board with Torts because I work for the team. I was all on board with Torts because I thought that he was the right guy at the right time with this team. Now, he's a guy, in all transparency, that even before I worked for the team, I was always hoping would coach here because he's the kind of coach that I like. Not just fr- that I like that I liked playing for a very demanding coach that preached accountability and all those things. I did like playing for those kind of coaches when I was growing up playing, but I didn't play in the NHL. I didn't play at a super high level, but I respect that kind of coach. But and, I, and I'm a believer that that kind of coach, even with today's athletes, can work, provided that that coach does evolve. So, and I always thought that Torts obviously would fit here in Philadelphia for a number of reasons. The way the fan base is, the way the fan base covets certain traits in their teams, and I think Torts brings a lot of those. So last year, you know, some people that were not for Torts went over to the Torts side and said, hey, this is a coach that has evolved in his years in the league, been in the league since 1999, did win a cup, had some successful stints. There are some that maybe were for Torts and went the other way. I don't know. But Torts is a guy, and you 
most people are not ambivalent when it comes to torts. You feel a certain way. And in getting to know John Tortorella this past year, I didn't know torts at all prior to last season. I would see him in the hallways when he was the coach of the Rangers or the coaches of Columbus, you know, doing his press conferences or in the, in the bowels of the Wells Fargo Center over the years, but I didn't know torts at all other than press conferences and those types of things and talking to some players that obviously played for him, guys like Cam Atkinson, guys like Jody Shelley, and others that played for him over the years. I was always intrigued by torts. But getting to know torts was a lot different ballgame. And, you know, in our meetings with torts and our conversations that we have here on Flyers Daily, I found him to be a very cerebral guy. He reaffirmed some of the things that I was told by guys that played for him about, you know, the way he drives them to excellence and holds them accountable, and but also the way he cares about them as people. And I saw those sides of him. I got to see the side about hockey and hounds and his love along with his wife, Christine, and the, the charity work they do with the PSPCA and the work with dogs that need homes. And I... There's no more noble of a cause for me. So all of those things being said, and, you know, when you look at, you know, that quad umvirent that I talked about, Dan Helferty, I didn't know Dan before recently. I have some mutual friends of his um, that from the area, but I didn't know Dan. Um, Keith Jones, I've known for a very long time, since 2000, when I did radio and I worked for him. I was actually his boss at one point. At WIP. And so I've known Jonesy for a very long time, a very good relationship with him. And Danny Briere, since the minute he signed here, I, I've covered his time as a Philadelphia Flyers player. Um, and I've obviously covered his time going from NHL player into management and now to the GM chair. So different, though, with Torts. And Torts is a very interesting case study. Now, in year one, you know, Torts reset a standard. And his job in year one was to find out who's part of the solution and who's not part of the solution. He talked about it several times throughout the season, several times when he joined me on this podcast about subtraction. And we saw some significant subtraction, not just significant from a hockey standpoint, significant from a personality standpoint, significant from a role on the team standpoint. Kevin Hayes, no longer here. No bigger personality on the team than Kevin Hayes. Played a big role for his time here in Philadelphia from the 1920 season through last year. Obviously, Ivan Provorov, a number seven overall pick. The team's the, the top defenseman on the team that played the most minutes. And a guy that had been mentioned earlier in his career of Norris Trophy caliber. I thought that was a little premature to mention that at the time. But neither of those two players are here any longer. And others as well. But those are obviously the two big names that are no longer on the Flyers' marquee. There's been some additions, whether that be Garnet Hathaway or obviously Mark Stahl, Sean Walker, and others, Cal Peterson, and we'll see where they fit into the uh, equation this coming season. Um, but there was change, no big names added, but some big names departed. And that's what year one was all about. And in year one for Torts, he had a record of 31 38 13 a uh, 457 points percentage, and they have obviously finished seventh in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. But if you go back to year one with Tampa, he actually finished with a lower points percentage at that time 
They didn't have the overtime loss then, a 326. But his first full year with Tampa was 0102, and he had a 421 points percentage, which is slightly lower than he had last year with the Flyers. Now, in year two, his second full season with Tampa, he went from that 421 to a 567 points percentage. They finished first in the division. Uh, they went on to win a round of the playoffs. They went 5-6 and six in 11 playoff games that year. Next year, they win the Stanley Cup. They finish first with a 646 points percentage. They play 23 playoff games, go 16-7, and uh, are Stanley Cup champions. Obviously, they had some pieces there. Vinny LeCavalier, Martin St. Louis. Uh, they had other big-time elements to a Stanley Cup winning team. So because that's what happened in Tampa doesn't mean that's what's going to happen here. So that's Tampa. He goes to the New York Rangers after uh, a bunch of years in Tampa, seven years total. And he goes to the New York Rangers. He also has, uh, with the Rangers, a six-year stint. He comes in for 21 games in 0809. But his first full season, he actually, they finished fourth in the division. And he had a 530 points percentage. The next year, year two, his second full season, they finished third in the division. They make the playoffs. They get knocked out in the first round. Then the next year, they end up winning the division with a 665 points percentage, and they get all the way to the cup final and play 20 playoff games. That was in 2011 and 12. They make the playoffs the year after that. So year two, they make the playoffs. Year three, they go all the way to the cup final in New York. Leaves New York. He goes to Vancouver for one year, just over 500 record. He had a 506 points percentage. They finished fifth, didn't make the playoffs. It flamed out quick in Vancouver, so he took a year off. Then he goes to Columbus. Year one in Columbus. They finish in the bottom spot of the division with a 507 points percentage. And then in year two, they finish third in the division with a 659 points percentage. Big jump year to year. Uh, they get to the playoffs. They win, They lose in the first round. They win one game out of five in the uh, opening round of the playoffs. Second year, um, second full season rather. Uh, they go to the playoffs again. They finish fourth in the division with a 591 points percentage. Also lose in the first round. And then eventually in the 18-19 season, they get out of the first round. And they have a 598 uh, points percentage. They're a wild card team. Then they also go to the playoffs the following year after that as well. Obviously, when they in the bubble, when they upset the Tampa Bay Lightning in four games in the opening round. Then Tampa went on to win a couple of cups. So year twos for Torts, or second full season, has been a big step forward. But I don't know that that's the case here. Every situation's different. We mentioned the subtraction and what the Flyers do not have that they had last year, but there wasn't big-time addition. So in some ways, this year is a bit of an extension of last year. Continue the development of Owen Tippett. Continue the development of Morgan Frost. Continue the development of Noah Cates. We'll see where Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson are. Who's, who's going to be the guys on the blue line? Cam York, the continued development. And then you look at some big elements to, to Torts' tasks this season. And we talked about it with Bill. The Two of the biggest elements for Torts this season are A, getting on the same page right away with Travis Sanheim and putting this past summer, his name being out there, and all of that in the rearview mirror and maximize him as a player. That's going to be maximizing him just from a mental standpoint right away when he reports for training camp, getting him off to a good start in the season, 
and the way he's used this season. Usage could be a big part to getting him off to a very good start. And good news is, one of Tort's top lieutenants, Brad Shaw, very cerebral coach, can be on the same page with Torts in that regard. That is a monumental element of Torts' early duties for this season. Something I'm going to talk to him about in training camp. Number two is the rebound of Joel Farabee. We all understand Farabee last year came in after the surgery, played all 82 games, didn't look like himself for a lot of that season. Torts, again, through building up the player, pushing him beyond walls that maybe he doesn't even know that he can get over at this point. Although I think Farabee is one of those guys that thinks he can do anything and will knock down those walls. And with Torts pushing him as well, I think that's a great combination. And Farabee's a guy that I think is going to have a really big off-season program coming into this year. And if I'm predicting the comeback player of the year at this point, we haven't seen a player put a skate on the ice yet. But I think that he's got the potential to be the comeback player of the year for the Flyers. Those two things are very important. Then obviously, you know, if guys make this team as first-time NHLers out of camp, guys like Tyson Forster, Emil Andre, or, you know, Zamula, all of these guys, with the exception of Andre, even Elliot Denoye, have gotten an NHL game. They know what it feels like. So we'll see where that stands. And developing young players is a big part of the equation. And I think we did learn last year as well that there's not a reluctance to play young players for torts. We saw it late in the season. Putting players like Kevin Hayes, James Van Riemsdyk, guys that weren't part of the long-term future, they weren't getting power play time. They weren't getting penalty kill time. He wanted to see what he had. He put young players in those situations. Another key element, and maybe this doesn't fall on torts as much, but it falls on Brad Shaw quite a bit, is Rasmus Ristolainen. Risto had a very good season last year. And even the underlying numbers were good. Can, can Risto continue that? Continue to build on that? And be a player where game in, game out, week in, week out, month in, month out, shift in, shift out. You know what you're going to get. Is he going to be perfect? No. Is he going to sometimes over-pursue a play to make a big hit? Yes. But is that going to be a rarity and not the feature? And, you know, he's a player that you want to be dangerous on the ice. You want him, you want the other team to know that when Risto's on the ice, I better have my head up. I better be on point. So we'll see where that goes as well. But I think the the job that Torts has this summer, after being here a year, I think he's going to know even more how to push guys like Tippett to another level, push guys like Cates to another level, Frost when he gets signed, Cam York. These are players that in year one, he's trying to figure out what makes them tick. You know, Owen Tippett is totally different from a personality standpoint to Morgan Frost. And Morgan Frost is totally different than the super chill Cam York. And Cam York, Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett, they're all different than Noah Cates and Tyson Forster. Now that you know them a little bit, now you can maybe push the right buttons without trying to figure that out for the first portion of a season. And that's the cerebral element of it. 
that Torch is going to have to be mindful of as well. So I'm looking forward to that evolution of the John Tortorella Flyers head coach, John Tortorella. What's going to be in store for this year with John Tortorella? I think it's something that is going to be a very interesting yet slightly under the radar storyline. One that I'm going to be talking about and one that I'm going to be talking to him about and one I'm going to be talking about here on the podcast as well. Good conversation. All right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you Friday. Come back with another brand new Flyers Tales.